Writing the opening lines of a story is a bit like starting to ski at the steepest part of a hill. You must have all your skills under control from the first instant. Marion Dane Bauer. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Today's question for our frequently asked questions is How do I know where my story begins? This comes from our listener, David. This is one of those questions that can be answered in a lot of different ways, depending on your particular story. So we're hoping this episode to give you the tools of how to figure that out for yourself. Of course, the best tool you can have is reading a bunch of stories, then you can develop an instinct for that. But this episode, we will be covering things to keep an eye out for. We have talked in the past that the opening line is important. However, it's not just the line that matters. It's the whole chapter. So the answer to where to start a story comes in two parts. Especially for you pantsers out there, oftentimes you don't really know where your story starts until after you've finished it. That is going to be my biggest piece of advice is do not hold off writing chapter one because you don't know how to start your story. Write starting on chapter two and then move on from there and then come back once you found the voices of the characters, once you found your own voice within this story, come back to and write your opening sequence last. I personally can't do this because a uh, pantser, I need to start somewhere. So I start where I think will be best, but then in my rewriting process, focus in and decide, is this really where the best place is to start? And oftentimes I'll find I will be deleting the first chapter or two. We've said time and again that your plot structure is going to be a problem and a solution. If it's chapter 10 and your character is still stuck at home, then you need to delete chapters one through nine. Start close to the introduction of the problem, that inciting action. So I guess that's the simple answer. A story starts when the problem begins. In a lot of especially more recent stories that I've been looking at, you will see it happen as late as halfway through Act 1. That's about as late as you can introduce that inciting action, though. And that first part of Act 1 still needs to be interesting. There's probably a moment in the story that's capturing your attention, that's driving you to write at all. That is the moment that you are excited about, so that's going to be the moment your audience is excited about. So write that, and then go on from there. And the first misconception is that you have to keep every word you write. If you start it now in the first draft, That is where you have to start it in the second and third and final drafts. That's not true. As the saying goes, the first draft is you telling yourself the story. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. The editing process is where you clean it up for your audience's sake. And that often means deleting the first chapter or two. The other misconception is that a story must start with action. I am a big fan, obviously. And I like starting things with momentum, dropping the reader into the middle of the scene. I think this is a great way to do it. But I like that because it's compelling. So the character can be sitting at home, reading a book, but you can still make it compelling 
by how you write that first sentence, how you introduce, why is that character laying on their couch reading a book? And is the book relevant to the plot at large? The last misconception I want to cover would be that the reader has to know such and such before they can understand the problem of the story. This misconception will inevitably lead you to writing a ton of exposition that really doesn't matter. Again, in your first draft, go for it. Put it all on the page and then clean it up later. The best way to figure out where to start your story is to know how it ends. I know for you pantsers like me out there, this is a really difficult thing to do. This is part of the word vomit. You word vomit the whole first draft and then edit so that now that you know the ending, you can find the beginning. That comes back to that problem solution. If you know the solution, the problem is going to be a lot more obvious to you. The last thing we want you to aim for is to read a bunch of short stories. Look at how they are opening. Then you can get some ideas, build those instincts that reading does in order to open a story with power. There are so many good examples of first lines, first paragraphs, first introductions to a story that are very compelling. And I can guarantee you that absolutely none of those were that way in the first draft. So there are a couple of things we want you to keep an eye out for as you're reading through those short stories and as you're writing your own openings. One thing to keep an eye out for is prologues. Prologues have been covered a couple of times on this podcast before, but I did want to mention that these are very dangerous. I know I've said this before, but a prologue should not be the same characters that are going to be in the novel. It's going to be years before. It's going to be usually unrelated characters, maybe the villain, maybe a couple side characters, but not the main characters. If it's part of the main character's story, it's part of the main story. The other thing you want to look out for are cliche openings. These get made fun of a lot, and I say this with a very heavy warning. You can technically do every single one of these things, but it usually is going to be in some sort of satire frame or a very intentional use of these kinds of openings. One of the most cliche openings is opening in the middle of a fight, in the middle of a battle, or maybe the character is running away from something. The reason this is a cliche is because people want to start in the action, so they think they literally have to start in the action. But we don't know about the characters, we don't care about them, we don't care about the stakes. Who are we supposed to be rooting for? I don't know. If you do choose to start it with a battle or your character running away from something, I say, as I know my current work in progress starts with my character running away from something, you have to make it purposeful. You have to immediately give the readers a reason to care about the character as they are fighting or running away. And that does not mean, well, they were abused when they were a kid, so we have to like them. That's not the time for backstory. Use cliches that are already existing, like a dog. If you have a dog running with the main character, then as readers, we're automatically attached emotionally to this dog. And we care about the dog's life a lot more than we care about the characters. What does that say about us as people? Dogs are innocent. <laughs> 
Another cliche to avoid when starting your book is with the character waking up or with the alarm clock going off. Just because they're starting their day doesn't mean this is where your story starts. Unless, I don't know, there's a knife at their throat? That might be a way to wake up. Yeah. Something that puts us in the middle of the action, that's introducing the problem. Because I wake up every day and it's fairly common to wake up to an alarm clock. So there is nothing interesting or compelling about this because most of us have done that so far. To go along with this, your characters are not going to be waking up and immediately looking into the mirror and being like, oh, look at my beautiful long red hair. Oh, look at my nice slim body and my... Please don't. This is not how to start a story. You don't need to start a story with character description and a backstory breakdown. Mirrors are very rarely a good storytelling tool, unless your character is sitting in the corner of the restaurant waiting to be jumped by six Black Widow assassins. They're not going to care about mirrors. And along with the alarm clock waking up, avoid opening your story with a dream. This is an immediate sign for the reader to not trust the author, because you're starting it out with something that isn't real. It's annoying it's frustrating, we get invested, and then all of a sudden, oh, but it was not real, any of it. It's all fake. It was just a dream. Unless you're writing Inception, this is not going to be a useful tool or way to open your story. And while we're on the topic of night times, it was a dark and stormy night. Yes, it's a cliche for a good reason, please don't do it again. Anytime you're talking about the weather, or in general, the vague setting of the world, we don't have that compelling emotional context to read the next paragraph, the next chapter. Again, this comes with a little bit of a, well, you could if you do it right. So you can talk about how golden the light was as it streamed through the window and it made that pool of blood shine like a pile of garnets. Okay, yeah, I'm intrigued. That's about the only time you can start with weather is if it's relevant somehow to the start of the story. And of course, Dark and Stormy Night, the other side of that is Once Upon a Time. Yeah, no. Unless you are doing a satirical fairy tale retelling, do not start with Once Upon a Time. Starting your story is difficult. As we said, it's best to take it on seriously later. Once you've finished the story, once you know what happens, then you can know how it should start. But you can't ever get there if you don't start by writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>